Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode... 9! I didn't know if you wanted me to say it then, or if you were just building up for suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if I didn't get the memo. No, that's fine. I was just building up for suspense. Okay. Because I knew I had enough fingers to show you number (laughs) 9. I am your host... Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, wife, co-presenter, partner, and I'll leave it there, Lucy Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, okay? So I couldn't decide what I was going to say then. I don't know if you could tell. It's a mixture between hello, hi, <laughs> hey. And I. Hi. I'm glad you didn't go down that route, because that would have been very... Informal it's not for really our... me, darling. No, exactly. It's not very our audience, I don't feel. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm excited for this. I always get excited when we record. It's good fun. Good. I enjoy it. I'm glad you do. Good. Okay, for you today, we have Album of the Week, as usual. <laughs> But then a twist on Album of the Week, as promised in a couple of episodes back, we said that we would give you our top five albums, but they're not our favourites, they're just Album of the Weeks we enjoyed or for some reason they just stuck out to us, right? So our top top five albums of the week that were our favorite full album of the week not necessarily our favorite ever musical albums they were just the ones that we enjoyed listening to the most at that time for a unique reason shall we say yes very very unique indeed and then we have tom doing the movie musical review section and then we'll close out. So let's kick it off with... Ba-da. Album of the Week. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah! Okay, so Album of the Week. Lucy, it was your choice. Tell us what it was, what you enjoyed about it, your favourite track, and how many mics are you going to give it? It was the Bodyguard, the it's musical, the world premiere cast recording, and... I'm just going to go straight away with the mics, I think. Okay. Straight in there. I'm going to give it two mics. Oh, okay. I love, 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 love Whitney Houston, and I love her songs and her music. However, when you're taking somebody's songs and making a musical out of them, I think you can't just use the songs exactly as they are. You need to make them kind of intertwined with the musical. You can't just do scene, here's a song, scene, here's a song. To me, that's not how musicals work. I mean, it might be what some people like, but it's not what I liked. And listening to the album, I just felt there was plenty more opportunity for them to have told a bit of the story of The Bodyguard within the songs. Everybody knows and loves the songs, if we wanted to listen to the songs as they are, we would listen to The Ordinary Album. I kind of felt that this was a chance for them to not change the songs necessarily, but I don't know, add something into them to 
give a bit of the storyline as well. There was one point when I noticed that they did add the story in, and that was in the second to last song. No, it wasn't. Was it? I can't remember if it was in I Will Always Love You or One Moment in Time when the... Spoiler. When the gunshot sounds. That was the only time I really noticed part of the story being implemented into the songs. I just felt they could have done more there. I don't know what you thought. But I did still enjoy it because I do still love the songs. And I have to say... Alexandra Burke has done a really good job of singing the songs because they are not easy songs to sing and it's a big name she's living up to trying to sing these songs and I particularly think she did a great job with Run To You. Um, So my favourite song I'm going to say because I feel Alexandra Burke did it really well was Run To You. However, if I was just going to pick a song to listen to over and over again in my, you know, Desert Island disc if I had to choose one song from this album it would probably be i want to dance with somebody but that's just because i absolutely love that song how long is the intro for that song yeah it's crazy long. it's literally a minute long and if anyone knows i want to dance with somebody you are like you hear the intro and it goes in and you're ready and this it like kept going to start singing and then it didn't start. And then it was going to... Uh, no, oh, not yet. It was like a very long teaser. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a karaoke version at one point. <laughs> well, I, I'm <laughs> guessing what it is, is it's the finale, the bows. So they run on, they all do the bows without singing. And then when the singing starts, they've all done their bows and they do like a big group number. I imagine is what's happening. So I don't mind that so much. But yeah, those were my thoughts. What were your thoughts, Jazz? Fair enough. I found this a tricky album to listen to. I like Whitney Houston. I like all of her songs. I don't like them all compiled together with a loose storyline. Alexandra Burke, amazing voice to the point where some of the songs, I was like, is that still Whitney Houston Mm. singing? Like she was that good. The ensemble... (laughs) <laughs> sounded like children. No offence, Ensemble, but... It might at, be the way it's edited. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Or just the way it was casted and who whoever was there to record that day. But I did at one point think it was children. Which is not a problem if that's how you want to play it, but I don't think that's how the story was meant to go. It's not the vibe of the story, I don't think. It's not a very child-friendly show, I don't think. No. And I felt like it was a bit of a one-man band. Mm, Yeah. Like, kind of show. I don't mind that so much because it is Whitney Houston, after all. Yeah. I just have an issue with jukebox musicals that have a loose story yeah. about them. I'd rather the story be better and then use less of the songs Agreed. than use a lot of the songs that don't necessarily push the story forward. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like they've seen that Whitney Houston is a very loved artist, which she is. Everybody loves her music and her songs. Well, not everybody, but she's very popular. And they've gone, ah, oh, this is a moneymaker. We'll just put in a couple of scenes here and there and make a musical. Yeah. Kind of the vibe. Whereas if you look at Queen, We Will Rock You, 
that is a full-on story. Yeah. They've not just gone, oh, let's put all of our favourite songs in and kind of loosely tie them together. They yeah. have really gone all out with that story, yeah. which is why it was such a successful musical for so long. Because if you're a fan of the artist or the band, you'll go and watch it and then you may not bother again. Whereas if there is a full story to be told, like We Will Rock You, even if you're not a huge fan of Queen, you may go to see the musical for that reason. So True. Very true. My favourite song, or shall I say songs, because it was the Mayan medley, which had like three songs in it, which were really cool and put together really well. I really enjoyed that. And like you, I'd probably give it two mics. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of all I'll give it. For a musical album. For, For a musical album on audio only basis. Yeah. I think if I saw the show, yeah, it might be a different story. It might go up a couple of mics. <laughs> Don't think it would be a different story. Well, but it'd, be the, way, <laughs> it'd be the same story, um, but the micage may change for me. And equally, if I was basing it on the songs as an album, not a musical, it would be a lot higher because I do love so many songs in it. Yeah. It just, for me, is not a musical album. No, I... Pop songs and musical songs are two very, very different things. And I don't think it, I just don't think it translates well. I think but then look at Anne Juliet. True, but. That's a lot not of, pop songs. It is, but a lot of them songs are flipped on their head. And those pop songs aren't from the same artist. They have been yeah. specifically but, put in to push the story that's forward. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. a difference. You, can, I do think you can use pop songs Agreed. in musicals. Yeah. But. Not for the sole purpose of the songs. True. You need to use them for the purpose of the story. True. Like Thriller. Yeah. Well, Thriller Live, I think. I've not actually seen it, but sure, yeah. Yeah. So I got the same sort of vibe from this album as I did with Thriller Live, so... Whereas, and also another good example of where they use the music to push the story is Mamma Mia!, it has it there it has been done well. We will rock you, Mamma Mia, what else did we say? And Juliet. There are some really good examples. Unfortunately I don't think this is one of them. But I haven't actually seen it, so maybe we'll go and watch it if it ever comes to the UK. Or maybe we'll go on holiday to see it. Yeah, true. <laughs> if life gets that great. Yeah. <laughs> if ever yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It was an okay album. I like Whitney Houston and I like her songs, but I just didn't feel it translated well, personally. Mm. And that is my personal opinion. That's all that is. Well, and mine. And yours, exactly. Shall we move on to my choice? Because I think you might like it this week. That makes me worry a bit. (laughs) It is Company. Oh, have we not had this? Stephen Sondheim. No, we have not. 2018 London cast recording. I was sure we'd had this. What a pleasant surprise. So for you looking for it on Spotify, just type in company and it should be the top thing that comes up. If not, it is a New York skyline scene behind a lady holding a teal colour balloon I'd probably say if I had to give it a colour yeah I'd agree and it's got Rosalie Craig and Patty Lapone in it 
What a duo. A patty lapone, that is the bit I'm excited for. I want to I wanna hear it. I haven't heard any of this. Have you heard any of this? I, th- I think I have listened to this. Oh, interesting. Quite a, like when it first came out in 2018. Mm. I'm interested to see if it still has the Sondheim feel, like Sweeney Todd-esque. Visually, I, it doesn't look like it will, but we shall no. see. We shall see. So our album of the week this week is Company 2018 London Cast Recording. Please do listen along and if you enjoy it, let us know how many mics you would give it. You can email us at itsallanact at outlook.com or you can contact us on any of our social media platforms. That was all for... Ta-da. Album of the week! Bum, bum, bum. Yeah! That was Album of the Week. And now over to you, Tom, in your studio for your movie musical review. Hello. Thank you, Jazz and Lucy. It's here. It's time. Today's the day. We're talking about the one and only Les Mis. Woo. If you can't tell, I don't love Les Mis, but I'm going to try and be positive because I understand that lots of people love it and that it's a big, important musical, right? So let's talk about Les Mis, shall we? So you can watch it on Amazon Prime now if you haven't watched it. It's got big, big cast. Tom Hooper, who directed, who also did the most recent production of Cats, which I'm sure we'll come to it someday when that's on a streaming service. Casting-wise, we've got Hugh Jackman, we've got Russell Crowe, we've got Anne Hathaway, Amanda Seyfried, Sasha Baron Cohen, Hellebom Carter... Eddie Redmayne, Aaron Tveit, Samantha Banks, and I think that's pretty much all the sort of big top build cast anyway. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the story. It's about a, like a prison warden, I suppose, who hunts down a prisoner called Jean Valjean, 24601, and uh, all because he stole a loaf of bread, which I'll let you take away your thoughts from that. I personally think it's just a loaf of bread, mate. Let it go. But anyway, we digress. Set in the French Revolution, and it takes place throughout this man's life. So, you know, you're Jean Valjean. I guess Anya Javert as well. Age, as as the show goes. You know, they start off as quite a young man, and then it ends with him dying. Spoilers. They don't really age Javert all that much, though. I don't know why. That is one of life's great mysteries. Maybe they do on stage, usually, but... Anyway, so let's talk about the cast because we've we've got to start somewhere. Hugh Jackman as Jean Valjean. Was it good casting? I mean, it's difficult to say for a blockbuster film. I think it was I think it was a pretty good shout, I'm not gonna lie. He does this thing where he vibratos everything, and it's a little bit annoying. And you want him to stop. I think he was a good choice for that part, you know? So I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. He's not my Favorite musical theater performer, but I think he does a he does a decent job. Russell Crowe, right here we go as Javert. Um, controversial opinion, I know. I actually think he's quite good. He's not the best singer in the world, but I don't think that matters too much for Javert. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, it is like a essentially an opera, so there's full of holes that argument. But you know, I I think he's I think he's decent. <laughs> I like Russell Crowe. I think he's all right. His singing's not amazing. But he's all right. Anne Hathaway, I think she's great. 
the whole shaving the head thing. There's a, there's a really great story about that where she she was really nervous, I think, about singing or, or shaving her head or something. And the director was like, if I could be remembering this wrong, but I think the director said something along the lines of like, it was either like nobody cares or everyone cares. So it's like, you just got to just got to do it. But I recommend looking up some interviews with Anne Hathaway about this film because it's very interesting. And then Amanda Seyfried, who's Amanda Seyfried. So I'm not going to lie. I think she's she's pretty good. But it's, you know, down to personal taste. Then you've got Sasha Baron Cohen and Hellebaum Carter, who, you know, I think they're, they're very Marmite, but I think they are perfect for the Tenardiers. I think they were the best cast roles in the film. If I had to say. Then we've got Eddie Redmayne as Marius. Eddie Redmayne's all right. I think Eddie Redmayne's maybe a, a little bit overrated. I think in this film, he's he's pretty he's pretty decent. He was good. He was a good choice. And you've got Aaron Tavia as Andras, who... Aaron Tavia is a big musical theatre star in Broadway. Mm. I feel like this part was a little bit wasted on him. I would like to have seen him play with Marius. I'm not going to lie. And you've got Samantha Banks, who... Uh, Samantha Barks, sorry. I always call her Banks, who is playing Elsa in West End's Frozen when that comes to the West End hopefully this year providing all things go well I think she's she's fantastic as Eponine and I'm really excited to see her play Elsa because I think she's gonna do an amazing job so I'm really really excited to see her it's got a pretty good ensemble as well I'll give it that and I will say I like this the film more than I like the stage show one thing they do with the film which is amazing is uh, it was all kind of recorded live which a lot of musical theatre or musical films don't do, which I think is such a wasted opportunity because it, it gives you that sort of like, it puts you in that the theatre world, you know, and sort of also along those lines, I often find that musical films, like the scoring, they always sound like really overproduced. So I don't know, like going back to the prom or like, okay, Glee is a prime example, TV show Glee. It always sounds so overproduced and a little bit sort of tuned up. So anyway, yeah. Costume, the costume and the set are amazing. I think they're, they're really great. I, also, it's one of those things of like, they, I mean, I don't know much about the time period, so I could be completely wrong, but it's one of those things of it. It's like era appropriate, you know? historic outfits so i wonder like I, I don't know really enough about this to kind of to to talk in detail about it so take it with a pinch of salt but i wonder how much sort of has to how much has to go into it when it's you know not like a new creation but then i'm, I'm not saying that the people that make the costumes have an easy job because i'm sure they still have to envisage the costumes from scratch you know but yeah Anyway, so I can't really talk about choreography because there's not really much, but I will say the cinematography is, yeah. is very nice, very lovely. And I actually think that's something that carries across the cats quite well. It's just a shame that cats looks like it did. So Tom Hooper's uh is pretty good for his sort of technical side of things. I think, you know, staging and cinematography and lighting. Yeah. The lighting's I the lighting's pretty decent as well, actually, I've got to say, and name is it's 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 uh it's quite dark, but it's used really well. So yeah, I look, I I get Lemez is popular, but it's not my favourite. So out of five stars, I'm gonna give the film two and a half. If it's your bag, then go and watch it. It's like two hours thirty-eight minutes long. And if you 
do like Les Mis, then one thing we've already spoken about earlier on was Miss Saigon, which is written by the same sort of composers. So if that interests you, then go and find the 25th anniversary of Miss Saigon, because I think it's I think it's a much better show than Les Mis, but it's it's significantly more underrated than Les Mis, you know? Join us next week, and I am going to be reviewing the one and only Mamma Mia. I know, what a change in theme, genre. But, you know, we all need a bit of Mamma Mia in our life. So if you, uh, if you want to do your research, get in and watch it now. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom, as always, giving us the lowdown on a movie musical. Now, as we promised last episode... Well, a couple of episodes ago, I think it was last episode, Lucy and I said we would give you our top five interesting album of the weeks. So, Lucy, would you like to do the honours and go first? Yes, I would. Okay, good. I wonder if we're going to have any of the same Interesting, ones. yes. We'll let's see. see. I don't know yours, you don't know mine, so this no. is going to be brand new for both of us. So, I'll work backwards. I'll start with number five. And in at number five is from series two, episode 15, and it was Heather's The Musical. Now, I do like the album, Heather's The Musical. However, the reason I've chosen this as one of my interesting albums of the week is because this is one of the very few albums that I actually listen to at the same time as like reading up about the story. I wasn't reading the actual script, but I was reading the storyline as I listened and it was just really interesting because usually if you just listen to an album and you don't know the story you miss huge chunks but reading and listening at the same time I it was a really good experience and I'd actually recommend anyone to do that with any musical um if you have that time and concentration it was it was really cool are you surprised by that uh no not really I didn't think you would be it's series two episode 11 right yeah okay Cool. Is that not what I said? No, you said 15, but that's fine. That's why I was like reading 15. I was like, wow, I was really surprised by that. Um, <laughs> for those listening, Lucy and I have a list of all the album of the weeks that we have done and the episodes that they featured in. So if you hear any rustling, apologies. It's us being like news reporters. Um, I, um, I realised why I said 15. It's because I've on. written number five next to 11. Uh, I see. Because it's my number five. So, yeah, sorry. I can't do numbers. In at number four, <laughs> we have got SpongeBob the new musical. Nice. Um, now, I've chosen this one because probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I'm not actually the biggest SpongeBob fan. That's fair enough. It's okay. I don't dislike it, but I'm not mad for SpongeBob like some people are. However, listening to the musical, the music is so awesome for yeah. the musical. It's so, so cool that it, it did surprise me. I was expecting some sort of kiddie, like, half attempt at a musical, but... The soundtrack is actually amazing, and if even if it wasn't about SpongeBob, it would be a great soundtrack just because of the style of songs. Yeah, true. Number three, I have chosen last week's choice of Ragtime, the musical. I am surprised, and I enjoyed listening to that one. And I'm going to go and re-listen to it with more time because it just really took me by surprise. It wasn't what I expected it to be at all. Okay. And those are the albums that I really enjoy listening to. Good. I hope it comes back. I hope 
it now is the time I feel for yeah. that show to make a comeback. Yeah. To, for it to be revived. I yeah, it's I thought it was going to be kind of it had been left behind and it was a bit outdated mm-hmm. and hadn't moved with the times in in the uni- in the what word am I looking for? In the like diversity of the music, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. it wasn't old fashioned. Yeah, even though it mean. is an old musical. Yeah. So yeah, I I enjoyed that one. Good. Number two, I've chosen is Unfolding Tales. Oh, nice. And the reason I've chosen it is because it was just so amazing listening to an album of such high quality that was written by one of your friends. And it just baffles me how there are people walking around the earth with that sort of talent that aren't going unnoticed because he has been noticed, but aren't yet on the big stages. Do you know what I mean? He will get there. And I've always said that from the moment I heard his first piece. And I was like, wow. This this guy will go somewhere. It will take time, and of it course. does because composers is aren't as mainstream. They so. also peak at a later age. Yeah, but it does just make me wonder how many people are walking the streets with this talent, and you just never know. Many, many. So yeah, that that blew me away at how amazing that album was, and actually one of the songs from that album, "Falling Slowly." Oh it, no, it's not called that. It's called "Keep Breathing." And that is a song that I still regularly listen to True. now. I can vouch for <laughs> that. And for anyone new listening, <laughs> the theme tune, our theme tune that you hear at the beginning and the end was composed by Joseph Perdue, who wrote Unfolding Tales and Catfish the Musical. Yeah. And Legends of, oh, I can never... Abraham? Something like that. Oh. is up. Apologies, pronounced different. (laughs) Apologies, I can never pronounce it. Sorry, Joe. And then my number one album. Go on. Go Eugenius, go Eugenius, Eugenius, because that was our very, very first album of the week. And I actually believe if we had have had a lesser album, as in an album that not all of us loved, or. Mm that wasn't quite as good or our cup of tea, I don't think we would have continued on with it. Really? I think that album set us up for all future albums of the week because every single one of us loved that album. True. And still listen to it now, I believe. I'd still listen to it, do you? Yep. Yep. And did for a very, very long time. And it was such an unknown musical when we listened to it. And... That didn't matter. Do you no. know what I mean? It hadn't yeah. been on a West End show, on a West End stage even. And I, I love it. It's just such a feel-good musical. It and I really, really do believe that set us up to have the motivation to find other albums like that. So thank True. you, Eugenius. Yes, thank you, Eugenius. Okay. I wasn't calling you a genius. Oh, well... You know. Just so you know. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Okay, I haven't really ranked mine in an order like you have. But I'll give it a go. At number five, Billy Elliot. Ooh! An album 
I thought I was going to enjoy and then really didn't. It it was too it was too much for me. There was lots and lots of cursing. It just didn't ring out to me. Like the film, and I appreciate the story behind it, but it just solely as an album in audio form was too much for me. I don't think we can continue anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, it's just my opinion. Okay. At number four, Newsies. Now, this was one that I was expecting to be more sung, but I felt like it was, I felt the dance bits in it. Oh, it's hard to explain, but the because it was more, yeah, because it was more music and less singing, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's not what I expected, and it took me by surprise. And that's the whole reason for us doing this. At number three is Nativity. <laughs> of course. And, and <laughs> anyone who knows me, or if you've listened to this podcast, I love Christmas. <laughs> and that album is great. That album is funny. That album has great songs. They are well written. And I listen to that album, even if it's not Christmas. I know some people get funny about that, but some of the songs I'll put on, I'll be like, hmm. Sparkle and shine. So, okay. So is that what you think of when you say Nativity, the musical? Is that the song? Yeah. Like that snippet? Yeah. Because all I get in my head when someone says Nativity, the musical, I think of, got my lunchbox in my hand. I got my butterflies <laughs> in my tummy. <laughs> I'm just thinking, it's the way the guy sings it on yeah. the soundtrack as well. That's that's the best thing I think of. It's great. I do love it. It's great. I do love it. And I love it all year round. So for all you people that Christmas is just a Christmas, no, screw that. We're having it all year round. And my number two, you are going to be surprised. Can you guess? Uh, dear Evan Hansen? No, and I can't believe that this album came so early. So it was series two, episode 18. And it is <gasps> Hamilton. You didn't like that. I did not like Hamilton at all. And I really expected to like it. Like, I when I was younger, I used to listen to hip hop. And I was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. It's something new. It's it's taken the musical genre by storm. I listened to it. I was like, I don't like any of this. The only, the only two songs I like da, 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 da. is is that's exactly it. That song and the reprise of that song, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'm sorry, Lin Manuel, but. It's just not my thing. It's a very Marmite thing. But it I is find, your thing. Hamilton. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I I expected it, it is to be exactly what you should love in a musical, but you just don't. No, that's the crazy thing. It is crazy. It's very crazy. And my number one, and it is number one for the same reason that Lucy's was number one. And I can't believe we've only had one that have matched. Oh, I can. There's loads to pick from. And it is Eugenius. Not, well, it being the first one, yes. And it will always have that special place mm -hmm. in my heart of being the first album of the week. And do you know what? I can't believe album of the week 
started so late. I feel like we've always been doing album of the week. I thought that. And then looking at this, we started album of the week, series two, episode four. So that is a year. And two months. Uh, Six, nearly eight weeks. Uh, two months, yeah. <laughs> I was Thank like, you. eight weeks? Eight weeks is not two months. Eight weeks is two months, Jess, you <laughs> dingus. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for over a year, we didn't do Album of the Week. What did we do before we had Album of the Week? We had guests. Be very sad people. No, I'm joking. I'm sorry, guests. We love you. We love you, guests. Yeah, we had guest after guest after guest. That's I thought you were going to cry then when you were talking about it being the very first album of the week and yeah. it holding a special place in your heart. It I does. actually saw like tears come into your eye. It does hold a very special place in my heart. And I listen to it in the car because it's the only CD that I've got <laughs> in the car. When I don't want to listen to the radio, I'll put that on. But it is a child-friendly version. So I took all the songs and I took the swearing bits out of it so that my children could listen to it. And they love it. They really enjoy it. They always have done. And they probably always will do. And I can't wait to get to the point where I can lit and play them the whole album. And then just... Without going, oh, yeah, oh the amount of time I'm like, quick, turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for them to listen to all of it because I know that they all love it. Well, you know what they say. Don't shoot for the star shoot higher. Yeah. <laughs> you are not wrong. Wonderful. That was our our top five surprising album of the weeks surprise was a surprise <laughs> I enjoyed that maybe we do more things like that in the future sure okay cool I like that wonderful thank you very much for listening today we hope you have enjoyed the show it's bye from her bye and it's bye from me we'll be in your ears again soon stay safe Bye. Bye. It's oh. at podcast and the hot dog.